here with us tonight. And uh, uh, you've got your Bibles there with you. And uh, let's take it to Je Je Genesis chapter 41. Genesis chapter 41. And uh, we're going to talk about Joseph. Uh, Joseph the prophet. And, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll look at the, the dreams in which he, uh, that he went ahead and interpreted. And uh, if you've been following along with us, we know that he's, he's had multiple occasions to interpret dreams. So in Genesis chapter number 41... We're going to start there tonight and look at Pharaoh's dreams and what Pharaoh's dreams, the, 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 uh, what his dreams meant and, and the, uh, the interpretation of the dreams and all that will take place. And we should be able to get all that through tonight, but let's, let's, let's dig in and let's look at Genesis chapter 41 and let's read in verse number one, if you will, uh, Genesis 41 and let's begin reading in verse number one. And it came to pass at the end of the two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored, kind, and flat-fleshed, and they fed in the meadow. And behold, seven other kind came up after them, after them out of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and stood by the other kind, upon the brink of the river. And the ill-favored and the lean flesh kind uh, did eat up the seven well-favored and the, uh, and the fat kind, so did Pharaoh awake. So now uh, awoke. Now let's look at these four, first four verses and then we'll continue to read. So, so here he is, he's sleeping and he has a dream and he dreams, he dreams uh, two different kinds of animals came, or two different kinds of cows, two different kinds of kind uh, of animals came up out of the of the river, and uh, one was ill, uh, one was, was skinny, scrawny, and and uh, you know just didn't have any meat on his bones, and then another one came out and he had a bunch of meat on his bones. He was he was uh, he was a good good looking cow. The story is in his in his dream that the ill favored. And the lean flesh that stood by stood side by side, and the ill-favored and the lean kind did eat up the fat kind. So he's like, what in the world? He woke up. He woke up out of his sleep, out of this dream. Now, let's read in verse number five. Now, Pharaoh is the leader of Egypt, okay? So, and he slept and dreamed the second time. And behold, seven ears of corn came up one stalk, rank and good. It was a good stalk of corn. And behold, seven thin ears and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them. And the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears. And Pharaoh awoke and behold, it was a dream. So I don't know if in, in, in his mind, maybe he thought maybe this could have been true. This could have been something that was taking place. Because back to back, he sees seven, seven animals, then he sees seven stalks of corn, and the ill-favored ones, the, 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 the weak-looking ones, gobble up the good. And the thin ears gobbled up the good. And it was a dream. So now we look at this and we're saying, okay, why, why did this take place? Why did, why did he have this dream in, in this text, why did he have this dream? Why did he have this dream? Let's read, continue to read in verse number in verse number eight. 
41, verse 8. The Bible says, And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told him his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. So let's, let's back up, okay? So now we've read all eight verses, okay? And we're going to jump into here, but we see the effect of his dreams. What do you mean the effect of his dreams? These dreams had an effect on him. They caused him to wake up out of sleep. Look in verse number four. He said, and Pharaoh awoke. It troubled him. It troubled him. And then, okay, so, but it troubled him enough. It didn't trouble him enough to stay awake because verse number five, and he slept. Then he went back to sleep. Now you see again in verse number seven, and Pharaoh awoke. Uh, and, it, uh, and it awoke. And verse number eight, the Bible says, and it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was what? It was troubled. So this, uh, this dream, these two dreams troubled him, woke him up out of sleep. Have you ever had a dream that woke you up? I've had a dream that woke me, uh, that, that me up. I've had a dream that, whoa, I set up, what was that? What just happened there? And uh, thinking it might have even been real, but it didn't and it wasn't. But Pharaoh didn't know what was taking place. But if you will with me just for just a moment, we'll get to it. But this is a set, the third set of dreams that, that Joseph will interpret, but it's the third set of two. Joseph had a set of two dreams. The butler and the baker each had a dream, which is a set of two. And then the third set of dreams was Pharaoh. So three sets of dreams, Joseph is able to interpret for them. But for all of this to take place, Pharaoh needs to see where he needs help. But it also know this too, that this was a divine warning from God. Now, I would say that as just as a whole, or uh, normally we don't have dreams that are necessarily warnings from God. But I would say that this specifically was a warning from God. God told Pharaoh a warning. Though Pharaoh did not know what it was, Pharaoh did not understand it. He was simply, he was troubled. Uh, then the reason we know that he was troubled because he went for help. He went for help. He didn't know what to do, so he went for help. Who was gonna help him? Who was gonna answer this question for him? The man of God was going to be the answer, but his, he didn't know who to go to. So who did he call? He, he, went, and, uh, he went and called his magicians and, uh, of Egypt and the wise men. And look, if you'll notice in verse number 8, so we see the effect of the dream, but look at the mystery of the dream. The Bible says in verse number 8, he called how many of magicians? Look at verse number 8. All of them. So look at this. Think about this for just a moment. If we were to take this, and uh, Egypt's, uh, Egypt's uh, a pretty big land. So if, if, if you got a summon from the king or from Pharaoh or from the president, and he said, every magician in the land get to the Pharaoh's house. So how many magicians did he call? He didn't call 10. He didn't call five. He called every one of them. 
And so he called all the magicians of all the land. But if you'll notice that, well, he wasn't done. He wasn't done calling people. Look in that same verse, in verse number eight. And he said, all the who? All the wise men. So Joseph, or so Pharaoh says, I don't know how to interpret this dream. He said, I'm, I'm confused. I'm troubled. My spirit is troubled. I, I, I can't sleep. I've had a rough night of sleep. I've had two different dreams. And I need somebody to answer this for me. So he says, give me every wise man in the land. Now, just for instance, how many wise men do we have? In this land, how many wise men would they call? How many people would they call? How many magicians would they call? How many, how many guys could do uh, sorcery type magic for them? How many? I would say that, I mean, 50, 100? I don't know. Egypt's a pretty big place. So he calls 100. One, or he calls all of them. So how many was it? I don't know. Hundred, I would say hundred of them. Now, the Bible doesn't say exactly how many, but it does tell us all of them. Now, that's a big mystery. Have all these men, all these people lined up. Can you imagine? In my mind, I see it happening kind of like this. And they lining them up all in the same place. And he said, all right, guys, let me tell you what happened. This is what happened. I had a dream. And there were seven this, seven this, and they ate the seven ill one ate the good, good. And the seven ill ones, okay, all right, that's my dream. All right, somebody tell me what it was. Well, I can just see it. One guy stands up who's smarty pants. He goes, well, I'll let, me, let me tell you what took place. And the other guy stands up, he shut up, sit down. He said, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. And another guy raised his hand, I know, I know, I know. But simply this, watch what verse number eight says. And the Bible says, and Pharaoh told him his dream. So he told all of them his dream. But there was, how many? None. There was none that could understand the mystery of the dream. None. Zero could interpret the dream for, for, uh, for Pharaoh. None. No one could help Pharaoh. Not one. Why? Why couldn't they help Pharaoh? They didn't know God. They didn't know God. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow that up with a verse. First hey. <laughs> Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 14. It's interesting that the Bible makes a statement about this. First Corinthians 2 and verse number 14, he says, Watch, but the natural thing natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned you say preacher brother Trenton why why couldn't they understand it was because they were not spiritual they were not of God to understand it so they couldn't understand it because it was something that belonged to God I'm not done. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 30. The Bible says, <coughs> But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who is God, who is of God, is made unto us wisdom. 
and, un and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. What is the Lord Jesus Christ? What is God to me? God has called me and I am no longer, the natural man doesn't understand the things of God. You want to know why there's so many scriptures and so many different Bibles out there? It's because the natural man doesn't understand the Bible. Amen. And so because he doesn't understand the Bible, he thinks he's got to write more. And he thinks, well, let me make this a little bit more understandable. Well, let me make this a little bit easier to read. No, it's not necessarily we need something easier to read because we already got to something that's easier to read. And that easier to read is through the Holy Spirit. And see, as he says in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30, God gives me the wisdom to understand the Bible. <coughs> so you're saying, Brother Trenton, I know everything about the Bible and I know every verse and I can give you a commentary of every verse? No, that's not what I'm saying. I am saying that through God and through his wisdom and wisdom of other men of God who have went before me, yes, I can understand the Bible. There are verses in the Bible that I say, did I, let me look that, let me look that up. You say, why? Because there are verses that I don't understand all the way. But it's, it's my natural man. It's the, it's the, uh, it's this flesh that doesn't understand. But God says, well, let me help you understand it. And God gives, I believe that God gives men of God wisdom to write books wisdom to give us commentaries, wisdom to, to lay it out for us to help the, the simple guy like me. I read commentaries um, to go with every sermon I preach. Do you know why? Because I want to know more than just what I know. And I want to dig deeper than just what I can dig. And, and look, they needed to go to the well. They, they needed to go deeper than just the average guy because the average guy of wisdom and the average magician had no idea, no idea what it was. He didn't even understand the dream. And I'm gonna tell you, there's people in this world that have no idea what this Bible means because they're natural. Yes, sir. You wanna say something? Yeah, I need mean, to. Go ahead, go ahead, interject. We normally interject on Wednesday nights, so if you don't normally come with us on Wednesday nights, we normally interject, so so uh, Brother Blackie's here with us, so he's going to interject a word. Uh, the, 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 the wise men and also the magicians and everything is not of God, that's of the devil. Right, it was, yeah. it was. Because they weren't following the leadership of the Holy Ghost, they weren't following the leadership of the Lord, they were just going on their own thing, and that's that natural man. And, and I do believe, and I, I know it for a fact, the reason that people have trouble, and I know you say, Brother Trenton, well, I, sometimes I have trouble reading the Bible. That's okay. But I'm saying, as a whole, people that say, well, that, that's too hard to read, and so they go give us another translation, is because I would say that they're really not asking Christ to help them understand that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything about anybody who says it's hard to read. Sometimes there are scriptures that you don't understand, but you have to dig it out, compare scripture with scripture, 
One of the greatest things in a Bible, you will look a lot of times in the middle, in the center, there'll be cross-references. Now, understand the cross-references are not inspired, okay? But the Bible is inspired and the words are, so sometimes a cross-reference, I don't know that it cross-references with that, but those cross-references help sometimes understand what the Bible is talking about in that verse. Well, you see that he said it in the Old Testament. Well, Jesus said it in the New Testament. And so we can see all that take place because of cross-references that men of God who wrote down. And again, good, good Bible commentaries are good to have as well to help dig a little deeper. And uh, we need, as Christians, to dig a little bit deeper. You'll notice in the Bible, it doesn't just say to, to, to read the Bible. It says to study thyself, uh, study thyself to be approved unto God. Study the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. He says to, what? Line upon line. That's right. That's right. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. Every verse of scripture will help us to understand. And these men could not understand because they were not of God. They were not of God. And, and also this, and then I'll move to the next point. It's important that we surround ourselves with people that know God. Because Pharaoh was surrounded by people who didn't know. So his wisdom and his magicians, okay, he called on people that didn't know God. The Bible says there's safety in the multitude of counselors. But that safety in the book of Proverbs, that safety is talking about godly counsel. You surround yourself by ungodly people and they're not going to give you the right counsel. And so there's not going to be that safety in counsel, in this multitude of counselors, all right? So we see uh, number one, uh, or a letter A, the effects of dreams, B, the mystery of dreams. But then also, we're not done yet. We see the butler's response. The, excuse me, the butler's response. What was his response to this whole thing? Okay, so the butler's watching all this take place. He's seen him come bring in the wise men. He's seen him bring in all the magicians. So what, is, what does the butler do? Remember, butler, go back last chapter, butler was in prison. And Butler had his dream uh, given to him. He gave, he, I'm sorry, he had his dream. He told Joseph his dream, who was in jail with him. And uh, he got out and it, and it did exactly what Joseph told him to do. Told him it was going to happen. But the thing happened was two years took place. Uh, two years later, after this takes place, the Butler says, oh, wait a minute. I remember there was this guy in jail that interpreted my dream. Maybe he can help you out too. So let's read that. Let's read his uh, take and what he tells Pharaoh, okay? Verse number nine. Then spake the chief, the chief butler, okay? So he's heard all this take place and no one, verse eight, none could interpret. Verse nine, uh, it comes to the, uh, the chief butler unto Pharaoh saying, I do remember my faults this day. He said, I remember I forgot something. I, I, I told somebody I'd do something and he forgot. Verse number 10, and Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in ward in the captain of the guards in the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. So he's telling him what took place, okay? He, he, he's telling him that uh, he, made, he, he made his Pharaoh mad. Pharaoh threw him, in, threw him in jail, okay? And we dreamed a dream in one night 
I and he, he's talking about the baker, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was a young, with us a young Hebrew, a young man and Hebrew, a servant of the, to, to the captain of the guard. And we told him and he interpreted to us our dreams to each man according to the, his dream did he interpret. And it came to pass as he interpreted to us, so it was. Me he restored and unto mine office, uh, unto mine office and him he hanged. So Butler says, whoa, wait a minute. I totally forgot. I am sorry. But Pharaoh, there was this young man. Now, what do you think Pharaoh does with this? I want you, before we move on to the next thing, but, be, but think about this for just a moment. God's faithfulness, the faithfulness of God, God hasn't forgot Joseph. Now, go to the other side of the thing. Man, you've been two years in jail. You have, you have told the butler and the baker his, their fate, and two years have went by, and you're standing there going, God. Now, have you ever done that? God. Where's the answer? That'd be me. Sometimes I, I'm not patient. God, where's the answer? But here's the, here's the note is the faithfulness of God is true. God, did, God wasn't done with Joseph. God was still working on the behalf of Joseph by giving Pharaoh the dream. So God's not done. You say, well, why is it taking him so long to answer our prayer? Why is it taking him so long to work? I, I can't tell you exactly why. I can't tell you why God made Joseph set two more years in prison. I don't know. And, and, to, and to begin to tell you that, I, there would be no reason uh, for me to tell you, well, this is why or this is why. Look, sometimes we have to wait on God. Amen. And God will answer our prayers in his time, not my time. My time is now. Go, go, go. Get it done fast, 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 fast. No. The faithfulness of God, he's still, okay? So let we see that. But so, all right, so the butler comes to him. He gives him this information. Now, what does Pharaoh do with it? What would you do with it? Pharaoh, hey, Pharaoh, let me tell you what happened to me, okay? Now let's read in verse number 14. In verse number 14. As soon as the butler gets done talking, verse number 14 takes place. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. What did he do? The butler just got done talking to him. The butler just said, hey, there's a guy down in the prison. He interpreted my dream. Go get him. And the Pharaoh says, everybody stop. What you doing? Magicians go home. Wise men go home. No, he didn't say that, did he? He said, go get Joseph. Go get that young man. Go get that Hebrew and bring him in, in unto me so that he can tell me what's going on. And so what, that, what do they do? They brought Joseph out of the dungeon and he shaved himself and he changed his raiment and he came into Pharaoh. Why did he change himself? Why did he shave? Because he had been in the dungeon for possibly seven years or so. He, had, he hadn't shaved, hadn't had a good bath. Hadn't had clean clothes. And there he stands before Pharaoh. Thankfully, he had cleaned. Thankfully, he had shaven. Because no telling what he looked like after being in prison for years and unable to do that. Whew. 
Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it for me. And I, heard, I have heard say of thee, he said, I heard about you. I heard about you, Joseph, that thou canst interpret a dream. I, I understand a dream to interpret it. Look in verse number 16. Listen to what Joseph says. And Joseph says, Pharaoh, please, okay, I'm out of jail. Now, pardon me first. Before I tell you your dream, let's get some terms on the table first. I got to get out of that jail. I got to get out of that dungeon. I got to get out of here. Is that what he said? That's not what he said. He didn't give terms to Pharaoh. He didn't give terms to Pharaoh. Look, uh, he didn't give him. He said, let me tell you. Let me tell you, Pharaoh. Look at verse 16. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, it is not me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Convicting to me, it ought to be convicting to you. Joseph, let's stop here. It's not me. God will give you the answer of peace. God will give it to you. Would you say that that's, that's the faithfulness of Joseph? Would you say that Joseph hadn't given up on God? Would you agree with me that Joseph was in a place, um, uh, a terrible place? Would you say that he was at, at the lowest low and he'd just been in jail for, I, the Bible doesn't exactly tell us how long, all I know is that he was a prisoner and a, and a slave for 13 years. Not exactly for sure how long he was in either place. But I do know this. I do know that he at least spent over two years in jail. Joseph hadn't given up. And for something he didn't do. And for something he didn't do. Joseph was faithful to God. And he said, look, Pharaoh, his first words out of his mouth. He said, Pharaoh, it's not me. It's God. Would you agree with me that, that those words are so convicting? It's not me. It's God. It's not me. It's God. Joseph said, Joseph said to Pharaoh, when he could have promoted himself, when again he could have said, no, Pharaoh, I want terms. I want, if I'm giving you information, then you're going to let me out. I've been in jail. Joseph said, let me tell you about God. God's going to give you peace. God's going to give you the answer of peace. What an amazing thing that God would do for Pharaoh. That God, that God would do for Pharaoh because Pharaoh didn't love God. Pharaoh's country uh, was unholy. Pharaoh's country didn't believe in God. But Joseph says, man, let me tell you what God's going to do. God's going to give you peace. You know, Joseph came out honoring God. Uh, think about this for just a moment. If I've been in prison for years and years and years, my first thing out of the gate is probably not like, hey, let, let's honor God. You know, hey, let me tell you about my sorrows. 
Hey, that sorry butler, where's that butler at? Let me speak to him first. I'm going to get him first because I told him that I was getting at it. That I told him his dream and he didn't help me. He didn't help me at all. But then again, in that verse, Genesis chapter 41, verse 16, he says, it's not me. Joseph wasn't worried about himself. Joseph wasn't worried about self-promotion. He was worried about pleasing one person, and that one person was God. So convicting to read that verse of Scripture. So convicting to read that. Joseph says, let's honor God. Before, the other thing I see in this text is Joseph hadn't heard the dream yet. Joseph hadn't heard how the seven of the ill kind ate the seven of the good kind. Joseph hadn't heard how the, how the corn had eaten the, the ill corn, eat the good corn. Joseph hadn't heard any of that yet. And Joseph looks Pharaoh in the eye and says, look, God shall give you, God, God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Wow. There's two things. And I, I'm going to be done because it's about time. We're not going to finish this here. There's two things to note. Is that the faithfulness of Joseph, but then also his belief and his honoring of God. He believed God so much that God was going to give him the answer for the interpretation of that dream. He said, okay, 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 Pharaoh, it's not me, it's God. God's going to give you an answer of peace. Because now I do believe that God had prepared Joseph before he ever went up there. And you know how he was prepared? Because Joseph had been spending time with God. Because Joseph was faithful to God and faithful to be with God and faithful to pray and faithful to read his Bible. And uh, you say, what Bible did he have? He didn't have a Bible. He was faithful to read the, 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 the things of God. He was faithful to read and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, to memorize it and, uh, and the things of God. You say, what did he have? He didn't have, he didn't have the Exodus and the Genesis and the Exodus and Leviticus. He didn't have all those texts. He didn't have any of it. He was faithful to listen to God, faithful to pray and look. And again, it kind of, Kind of helps us out a little bit, you know, in the midst of what's going on right now. Yo, know, man, we could, we could fight. When this is all over, do you know what we can do? We can fuss and gripe about, man, 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 I had to spend so much time in my house and <laughs> I, was, I was bored. And, or you could come out saying, it's not me. It's God who's going to give us an answer of peace. Well, Christian, what's our answer? What's our answer? What's our response to all this? We go through, we go through something like this, just like, just like Joseph did, and what's our response? Any thoughts? Any questions about tonight? Anybody? You have any thoughts or questions? No? Go ahead. You know, a brother friend in studying this right here, 
stayed in prison for how long? At least two years. Yeah. But you see, he didn't put a time limit on God. No. And God's time is not our time. That's right. But he was there. The time God was there for Joseph whenever he, it was time for him to be, you know, to, to give the interpretation to That's the, right. the parable. That's right. God was there with, with Joseph. That's right. And he does what God for us. And God is not a respectful person. But God does the same thing he did for Joseph, he does for us. That's right. That's right. God was sitting there waiting on Joseph to come back. God was sitting there. God was sitting there. All right, Joseph, you ready? And now I believe Joseph was sitting there waiting too, waiting on God. Because he could never be in a position to interpret that dream, to walk out of prison, to walk out of prison, clean himself shave his beard, shave his hair, and go before the king or go before Pharaoh and, and interpret a dream without being prepared by God and without having been prepared for God because he was already there because he knew that God was there with him in the middle. And I'm going to say this. God is with us in our good times and our bad times. Amen. Good times and bad times. Don't ever forget that God is there. God is faithful. God is true. God will always be there for us. Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. So I encourage you to have that faith like Joseph. With all that going on, Joseph still come out of prison. <laughs> it's not me, it's God. That's convicting. Well, let's pray. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you for being there with us and, and uh, look forward to Sunday. Got some exciting news to come about that, so just be watching, and I'll be trying to get a hold of everybody about Sunday. Just be, be praying for Sunday services, all right? And uh, let's pray. Thank you for joining us tonight. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you so much. I pray that you'll help me to be more like Joseph, to be less like Trenton. Lord, I pray, or more like God. Lord, I, I thank you for the patience and the faithfulness and the, the honoring, the stick to of, of Joseph, never quitting on God. I thank you, God, for what you've done. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Pray for this week. Pray for the rest of this week. Pray for Sunday. Lord, I love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.